Hello and welcome to the Mediums on Earth show. Come on in and shoot the breeze with your hosts, Gemma Rose and Kerry Waring, as they chat about spirit, spiritual living, and what it's really like to embody mediumship every single day. So go grab a cup of tea, grab a glass of wine, maybe even a little gin, and sit back and enjoy the show. How are you feeling today? Oh, just, uh, just tired. I get today tired. a bit. Yeah, yeah. That's all, really, and just yeah, those moments of questioning <laughs> what I'm it. doing. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's really weird, isn't it? Because I like, I've actually felt sick on and off throughout today, and I was like, oh. <laughs> You know, that's it's really weird to go from like all the physical back pain and hip pain, um, and then go through such a uh, challenging headspace. <laughs> yeah, and then you know today, like feel okay with the hip and the back, and feel okay mentally. But to actually physically feel like I'm, you know, vomiting, like I could vomit. So there was like three or four times today I was like, ooh, don't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's the journey of release. Mm, yeah. Yeah, because... which on one hand I get and I'm like, come on, like, let's just do it. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's just get it out. But let's it's just not. Let's pack it up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's. I guess it's the journey. It's that that energy just moving through your body, and if it's coming up to be chucked up, then <laughs> you gotta let it go. Exactly. That's. I'm like, let's chuck it up. Like, let's just yeah. get it out. Why wait? Ah, <laughs> oh, and and I think it's you know the acknowledge the acknowledgement of the fear I know like if I'm sometimes if I've got to a point where I'm feeling sick or um nauseous because of anxiety or whatever it's it's huge amounts of fear yeah yeah it's interesting because I'm really kind of over dealing with fear oh (laughs) (laughs) like come on done all this work like you know. Yeah, but I think the thing, I think fear is always present mm-hmm. Be- because, and like we've said this before, it's like you are pushed to move out of your comfort zone. Yep. Anytime you move out of your comfort zone, the natural reaction is one of fear. Yeah, yep, for sure. And the only difference is we get better at recognising it. Uh, yeah I'm kind of like waiting for that I'm better at handling it like (laughs) that's what I'm really hoping for like you know been through it for such a long time and and just think well you know now like we're recognizing it it, but can it just be a little bit easier on the body (laughs) or the mind (laughs) well I think it's I think that handling it probably just comes down to which we we turn it around quicker. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely, know? definitely. 
you know, because your response is, I think, your response. Yeah. And and some of that is so unconscious, you just don't even have control over it. Yep, that's true. You know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we do. We Once we acknowledge it, we turn it around quick, quicker. Like, you know, look at that shift that's already happened just since last night. Yes, exactly. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Sometimes it's like really, why would we choose this spiritual journey? <laughs> I've got no friggin' idea. You know, sometimes like, it's just so hard. Yeah, like sometimes you just got to wonder, like just as you're saying that, I'm sitting here thinking what would my life have been like if I didn't step into my spirituality yeah. when I was 26? Yeah. You know, what? Would have been the difference. Yeah. No idea. No idea. I mean, obviously, we wouldn't be as conscious as we are, but yeah, is that a I bad thing? Had... So many people are happy without being so conscious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I would have, I probably would have had three kids. Yeah. Yep. That was that was part of the plan that sure. I did change. Yep. Um, and probably just would have worked. Yeah, just worked. Yeah. 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 You know, but that's what people do and, you know, they're happy in their unconsciousness. <laughs> yeah. It's not yeah. always such a bad thing. <laughs> I don't, right now I don't think it is. Like, cause, you know, because, I mean, on our really good days, when everything's flowing and it's all good, it's all good, but. You know, sometimes we just get to the point where it's just so exhausting on the body and the mind and the heart and, yeah. (laughs) Like even even today I was like thinking and asking spirit, I'm going, okay, so we're in flow and what's the whole point of this, Um, you know, working as much as I'm working to just – bring in some dollars right i'm like why did it have to be this way you know yeah or why does it have to be that you know to create financial abundance or freedom it's i've got to be working so hard at this stage in my life yeah and um i just heard the word lesson (laughs) god damn it more (laughs) I'm like, what the fuck is that, you know? Yeah. What sort of lesson is that? Yeah. And then as I'm talking to you, what I'm getting now is that um, people, mainstream people, Mm. um, those that are are more unconscious that we've just been talking about, um, we need to reach those. Yeah. We need to spread the seeds, yeah, more. Mm-hmm. And we can't we can't do that sitting in our bubbles, um, <laughs> in our bubbles. Our yeah, Zoom calls. <laughs> yeah, that's and that's fair enough. And I know, like, without the spiritual background and without you know the work on ourselves the self-development and without kind of that spiritual connection 
to self, to nature, to to spirit itself, going into mainstream areas wouldn't be the same. Like it would be so easy to get lost in the mainstream attitudes and um, weighed down with how things are out there in the real world. (laughs) Caught up in the masculine energy. Yes. And and I know I'm finding the... um, the political correctness of it all and the the how much fear is out there about offending people and yeah. all that sort of stuff a little bit um I don't know what the word is confronting. Yeah. Um being that I'm just sort of, you know what, um I'm authentic by nature. Um I know that I approach things mindfully that mm-hmm. I whatever I say is mindful and um it's always with respect and if something like that offends you well that's on you not on me yeah you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah like it really is a challenging world to navigate coming from where we've been and and stepping yeah. into the to the mainstream like you know there's I think like from where I'm the places that I'm sitting in, like, we have that massive cultural aspect as well. So being culturally sensitive and um, adjusting um, wording, the most basic would be adjusting wording so that, you know, it's culturally culturally sensitive and culturally appropriate. Um yeah, like yeah, it's but, challenging but I, just I have... to navigate those those changes like when you're genuinely yeah, but... authentic, loving, heartfelt person anyway, like Exactly. Yeah. And that, and that's what I was I was feeling like I've got a sense of myself. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. And and that's not okay for me. No. No. I I think like I try to look at it like um just kind of sitting back and waiting for almost that opportunity where it's right if that makes sense like where I can come at it yeah yeah you that know makes sense. yeah yeah it's sort of like taking that step back yeah um and being more of the observer mm yeah. And like you said, waiting for the opportunity to pre- present itself. Yeah. For what needs to be said or yeah. done. If it does, yeah. Exactly. And and I think I find that to be quite a natural mm. part of who I am to be the observer and then to kind of, yeah, you know, come in at the opportune moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That sort of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I just sort of feel like this is very much a year of transition. Yeah. Um, You know, like last year we began unfolding changes and deepening going into our purpose. Yep. And then this year um, feels like acclimatising. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To... to, um, 
those new beginnings and acclimatising to those changes before um, next... And, and that's why it's challenging. That's why it's <laughs> yep. hard right now. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a little bit like I sort of said to um, Michael the other day that... Um, when we're acclimatising, when we're in transition, I always liken it to, you know, the the kid that's finished um, primary school and gone to high school. Yeah. You know, and there's always that period of adjustment and finding their feet and it takes most of the year. Yeah. It takes three quarters of the year, you know. Yeah. And um, I feel like a lot of us are in that space before next year we'll sort sort of see things ease because we've sort of we fit into our new beginnings a yeah. lot more yeah yeah and that'll be very welcomed because you know I think last year even and this year there's always been that I guess in the back of my mind like that expectation that oh it's going to be a little bit easier this year like oh following the flow this is what yeah. I'm meant to be doing oh it's going to be a bit easier and it hasn't been <laughs> Yeah, you know the challenges are still there. The exhaustion is still there. The, um, you know, the challenges are just—it's challenging to go through transitions. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> you know, and it is, it is sort of like a—I've got a picture. I was going to say roller coaster, but I've actually got more of a—I um, don't know—a picture in my head of. Um, I think they used to have this at Luna Park, hmm. right, where you, you walk across like a bridge and the planks of wood that you're walking on move in, um, one goes up, one goes down, one goes up, one goes down. Okay, yep. <laughs> you know, so you're sort of walking along it but it's moving completely under your feet. Sure, yep. And... Um, yeah, I'll have to, um, I don't know if I'm explaining it very well, but it's sort of like you're going up and you're going down. Yeah. You're going up and you're going down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just riding those waves, the ebbs and the flows and yeah, makes sense, you know, because it, it is quite unsettling. Like the, it feels unsteady beneath the feet, Yeah, you know. And we do have our really good days where we're so plugged in and connected and we're right on path. But then, you know, that whole time of trying to integrate two worlds, as we like to say, um, yeah. it's not steady beneath our feet at the moment. No, it's not. Um, you know, it's not steady for either of us. Mm-hmm. and. <laughs> It is just the, um, like, you know, I've just got to remind myself to just breathe and just slow down and just take moments. Yeah. Um, you know, and I guess that's where that being in the now, being in the present yeah. um, is really, really important. Yep. Um, and every time I sort of um, think about that or really acknowledge that as a solution, yeah, 
I hear in my head how powerful that can be. Yep. And for me, it's not um, one thought that I'm having about to say to you is um, that it's powerful for your sense of peace. But I clearly also heard just like the word abundance. Okay. Yeah. You know, so it's that being in the now that is a solution for us to work through transition. Yeah. And being present and focused on just what is before you. Yep. Um, as opposed to where you're going or yes. where you think you're going. Yep. Um, just go, well, okay, this is what I've got to do today. Yeah. Um, and just be present. Yeah. And what you'll find is that opens the flow. Yeah. Um, so where we get stuck in energy or where we create anxiety, or it's because we have expectation. It's because we've got ideals of what's supposed to happen yep. or what we're worried about. But if we just be in the moment and go, okay, right now, I'm sitting here having a chat to you yeah, um, and enjoying that and just taking a moment and nothing more than that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I love that. That's really beautiful. And as you were speaking, I was like, oh, it's, it's you know, that it's the acknowledgement, the acceptance and the allowance, like, Yes. You know, to maintain kind of being in that present moment, just acknowledging where we are, accepting everything as it is and just being in the allowance of this is our moment, this is where we are. Yeah, because what happens when you are truly in being present and in the now, you have faith. Yes. You you, ha you have faith and trust in the universe and you have faith and trust and when you do, that's where you find your truth. It's where you find your peace. It's where, like you said, you allow the universe to unfold yeah. the next step for you. Yeah. And that's really, um, I think, the practice that if, if you know, someone needs help or advice or it's the practice that I'm going to, I guess, be a little bit more, more conscious of. Yeah, yeah. Um, just being, you know, in the, in the present. Yeah, and, you know, like um, it's really the only moment that is real is mm, right now. That's right. You know, and it wasn't until um, I read Neil Donald Walsh's the only thing that matters, I think it's called. Mm -hmm. It wasn't mm -hmm. until like I read that that I was like that I really understood that like the only thing that is real is right now. Everything else is past or it's future, it's possible, it's been like it's not the truth, it's not real. Right here, right now in this moment is the only thing that's real. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's – that's significant. There's, mm -hmm. I feel the truth in that. Yeah. And it, and it is those moments. It's that I'm sort of sitting here and beside me is my um, 
my puppy dog, he's, mm. you know, 16 years and he's, you know, he's palliative. Yep. And um, I'm sitting and I had a woke with a message this morning that um, he is going to go and I think I had confirmation that he'll go in his sleep. Right. Um, because I just heard the word dreams and he's always, his whole life, he's always um, had dreams and he whimpers. Right. Um, and I've just taken it as um, confirmation, I think, um, he'll go in his sleep. Um, but right, and I don't think that that's until maybe August or so and mm. I could be completely wrong. Yeah. Um, but the moment right now as you were talking as I'm sitting here and I'm going, he's still with me. Yes. Yeah. You know, he's still sitting here beside me and um, doesn't want to be away from me and, you know. Yeah. 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 And this is the only time that matters. That's exactly yeah. right. Oh, bless yeah. his little heart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you know, I've been so blessed with with having him as my companion for the last 16 and a half years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Such a long yeah. time, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Not long enough, but <laughs> it's a yeah. long time to have them a part of your life. And Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, we had, we had his brother too. Yep. Um, and his brother, well, you know, he transitioned – he was 10, so nearly, yeah, six years ago. Right. Um, yeah, and no, I do feel very um, blessed and lucky to have had them. They're yeah. just, you know, so um, very special. Yeah. You know, and they've been so good, obedient and, you know. Yeah. Not much trouble. <laughs> I'd like <Yeah>. my too. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, certainly when the, when they were pups, yeah. you know, and and Scruff, this one here with me, he, you know, he's had some crutched ligament repair and he's had to have, you know, a lump cut off his back. So, yeah. you know, we've had oh. some things like that. But other than that, it's just been lots of cuddles and kisses. And, yeah. And... Um, connection yeah 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 and because we do we do talk <laughs> in yep. our own way you know For sure. he, yeah he knows like I'm probably the only one but he knows that if he he has his way of communicating his needs to me yeah yep. yeah yeah so mm, that's that is very special. Yeah. So I know one of the things we've been planning to talk about was the fact that I did a cemetery ghost tour. Yes. I did that with Australian Captured Paranormal, which are a Penrith-based paranormal team, Penrith being in um, the outskirts of Sydney, New yeah. South Wales. Um, and it was just a, it was a day um, tour where we just um, hopped in our cars and travelled from cemetery to cemetery and um, 
I think there was three or four. We did a couple in Penrith before we moved out um, to the Hawkesbury and finished in Ebenezer. Right. And they were all really historical in their own way and I think it was the kind of thing that um, you just got no idea where these cemeteries are. Okay. You know, you drive through the suburbs every day and you just don't realise the historical significance of a little place that's hidden in the back streets sure. there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think the first cemetery we visited was um, in Penrith. It was literally like just in um, South Penrith. It was um, in amongst houses. Um and it was on land originally owned by the, um, I think it's the Jameson family, which are fairly well known in the Penrith area. And the plot was um, for the workers of the land. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's still still there some things are overgrown but it's sort of what would have been originally a large hill mm -hmm. on the farmland but of course now is sort of you know grown with houses all around yeah. it yeah um so that was the first one this um i didn't feel any activity there um but it was interesting i think to learn just little things the historical nature, how it connects into the into the town. Sure. Yep. Um, and how um, it, you know, all the all the plots all face the same way. Okay. Um, as in, like, face when the sun rises. Okay. Type of thing, and I, um, I think one of the girls on the tour was explaining that that's got to do with their, um. The religious beliefs. I think it was a Catholic cemetery. Okay. Yeah, and then we headed off to Castle Ray, um, which you know the cemetery has a functioning. I think it's a uniting church attached to it. Mm. Um, across the road, there's a really old schoolhouse from the 1800s that still exists. Right. Wow. Um, yeah, and there's still like some really modern. Um, burial plots in there, like from, you know, just um, within my lifetime. Yep. You know, so like the last 30 or 40 years or something. Sure. Um, again, not a lot of, um, I didn't feel any, a lot of activity in that cemetery. There was a, um, a strong presence of children. Okay. Um, had been buried there. So I did sort of, I did have an image of um, babies and pregnancies and stuff, but okay. that I, I think that was just spirit letting me know that there was um, a predominance of okay. young children in that cemetery. Okay. Um, then I think we went to another one in... Oh, maybe I missed one. We went to another one in Penrith, mm. which was in um, around um, Derby Street, Penrith. It's in around there. Yeah. Attached to, I think it's 
either St. John's or St. Andrew's Church. Right. This was the only cemetery that I actually did feel activity. Okay, yep. In, in one corner of it. Yeah. Um, and I did feel that if we, if I probably had a sat down more, um, I would have, we would have unfolded some communication. Sure. Yep. Um, and it's certainly like even for me, like I always have crows as a sign when I'm out doing paranormal stuff. Okay. And, you know, we sort of started with that right there. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so that's really interesting and it certainly, um, yeah, that was, I guess it was interesting there and the, um, I think they did have out um, the EMF detectors and oh okay their k2 meters and stuff like that but that they weren't really picking up on much at all okay yeah and then after castle ray we headed to um another cemetery just on that again i think through castle ray Mm. um and it's well, widely known in the area as Sarah's Grave. Right. Um, Sarah was a, um, a convict that came out on a ship for stealing bread or something. Right. Um, she was given freedom here and married. Right. Had um, quite a lot of children, but <laughs> when she was 40, yep. she was walking home one night and was raped and murdered. And, um, no, she wasn't married. That's the story. She was with a partner and they had children, had a family, but they'd never married. Right. And what what happened is as she was raped and murdered, the story goes is that her partner came along and married her um, while she when they found her body. Oh, okay. Um, so that she could be buried appropriately and whatnot. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so it was, and apparently there are lots of, um, stories, you know, it's the kind of story that the young teenagers in the area will all go and, um, check it out, you know. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Um, and, and I guess it's the kind of, Thing that it, um, has a lot of interest because the council has around this cemetery. Um, there are, you know, six, seven foot fences. Oh, okay. It gets locked. Okay. Um, there are lights, so at night, right. so it, it's lit up, so um, all for security purposes. Sure. Yeah. Um. So there must be a lot of, or has been in the past, a lot of um, trouble for a council to treat it that way. Yeah. And, again, it was really interesting. It was just interesting from you could see the family, um, different family groups within that cemetery. Okay. Um, And Sarah's grave is very predominant at the back because there's lots of people visit. They continue to visit. Okay. um, people will um, put flowers, you know, they wow. um, give all sorts of things to her. Okay. And 
we at that point the team did try a spirit box yep um experiment um which you know as a medium i guess i'm always like <laughs> some of the paranormal equipment i do sort of question and <laughs> yeah <laughs> um wonder how even if you pick something up how can you really know it's yeah um spirit and it's and it's not manifested energy that's creating it mm-hmm. um so in this instance um we had a couple of words come through that sort of fitted i think they sort of said a, a guy's name and he was actually in the group oh okay um or, or they said, uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. And um, mentioned a name that had to do with his family, like his auntie or cousins or something. And um, and certainly my mediumship intuited that it felt like one of his, um, his loved ones trying to come through. Okay. And from my own experiences with ghost tours and stuff, I know that if we've got loved ones of the group coming through, then there is no um, energy or spirit energy um, associated with the environment available. Oh, okay. Yep. Generally, like if you're picking up on group energy. Yeah. That's energy we're bringing with us. Yep. Um, and therefore the environmental, like the haunted location, yep. energy is not playing that day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and gen- and I guess I, there wasn't anything else that made any sense. So I, I guess that's the first time I've really seen it in action. Okay. Um, with a paranormal group. Right. And it did make me think back to the time I shot a um, pilot at Monte Cristo. Yeah. A TV pilot. And the sound guy, I guess, was doing the same sort of thing, you know, like he had his headphones on, he was recording the sound. Yeah. Um, and we did have a couple of ghastly um, laughter come through. Okay. But at but at moments when he didn't have the recording going, of course. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yep. But him and I clearly heard it. Oh, okay. So it reminded me of that a little sure. bit. Yeah. That you can, I guess, pick up on things. Yeah. But how relevant the words that come through and all that are is, I, I would think, well, you know, that experiment were questionable on the day. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I guess I would always question unless um, um, I would be getting very specific answers to questions that I asked. Yeah. <laughs> you know, unless that was happening, I would be sceptical of it. Yeah. So let's kind of dissect that a little because, you know, when you go on ghost tours on and you know the paranormal shows there's nothing really specific is there that comes through like it's 
a word here no, and a word there and it's quite generalised. Yes, and I always come from the fact that, like, they always assume that it's spirit. Yeah. And, and, and so, you know, where you, and where you go when you know the historical significance of the place, like in this instance, Sarah's grave, we're sitting mm. at Sarah's grave, yeah. right? Um, or even, you know, when we went to um, Mrs. Potter's house. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. um, people are always going to, to assume that, that's who it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and I find that from a me from a medium's perspective, we never assume. Yeah. We never assume that it's your dad, or we never assume that it's your mum. We want the evidence to show itself. Absolutely. Yep. Um, and I find with shows or paranormal groups, there's not enough of evidential information. Mm -hmm. And enough questioning um, for it to come through because that you know, as much as they might go, "Are you a boy or a girl?" Yeah. Even in first instance, that's assuming that it's spirit. Sure. Yep. And it, in paranormal instances, it may not be. Sure. You know, mm -hmm. um, I I know it can be residual energy. It can be. The creative energy of the group mm -hmm. that is consistently going out there, and with this intention, can create a manifestation in the energy of the group. Sure. Yep. To respond. Mm -hmm. So it can be the group consciousness, not the spirit consciousness coming to communicate. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So there's a lot to sort of work through and I, I just found that the the spirit box, I guess, for me left a lot to be desired. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh -uh. And we ended in um, Ebenezer, mm -hmm. um, which is, apparently the church there is recognised recognized as australia's oldest church oh okay um, that's what it's known for so even if you love history mm -hmm. it's a gorgeous place to visit yeah um you can go and have a picnic okay um there's a little um cafe where you can get coffee and scones okay and that is the in the original schoolhouse right um, or the caretaker's cottage associated with the church. Yeah. Um, the grounds, while they don't bury people in there, they still will intern people with their ashes. Right. They still do that these days. And it was really, again, no activity. Mm -hmm. um, but it was really interesting because I ended up ha talking to a lady who was looking at the um, the plaques and the wall and as we chatted... Um, she was there because she was gifted to um, spots when she was younger, when she got married. Right. And her connection to the place is, she shared with us, is the fact that um, her grandparents for 40 years 
were caretakers of the church and the grounds. Yeah. And her oh. her mum grew up in that little caretaker's cottage. Oh, okay. Um, so it was really an emotional moment yeah. for this lady visiting. I never got her name. Um, but, you know, we chatted and um, patted her dog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it was just really interesting. And, you know, we asked if, um, you know, she was local and she sort of said she'd lived out here for a long time and had a, just moved over to Oran Park after being a second marriage. And I laughed because um, I just sort of essentially done the same thing but in the reverse. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And that's how spirit just presents those little bits of confirmation. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, it was just, you know, it was a, it was a, a good day. It was, you know, lots of history getting to know the local area and I, I went with a friend and it gave us plenty of time to catch up and yeah. a chat and, you know, get lunch and do all those things. Yeah. Um, so it was just a fun um, fun day really mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, but I wouldn't, you know, wasn't necessarily about um, – having lots of conversations with the spirit world. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I Look, I love cemeteries, just, you know, activity or no activity. I have a amazing, quite a deep reverence for cemeteries and, you know, especially the older sections of cemeteries. It's just so peaceful and calming and quiet. Um, yeah, a lot of peace. Absolutely, and I think um, especially, you know, when they are picturesque and, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a lot of, um, like the Ebenezer one was really pretty. Yep. Um, you know, so it is the kind of place where you could go and you could, you know, lie down and do some cloud gazing and yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. all that sort of stuff. Um but, yeah, so it's worthwhile. I'm pretty sure Australian Captured Paranormal will be doing more of them. Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone is interested, look them up. Um, but, yeah, it was it was fun. But, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily – it's not – while sometimes there's activity, there's not always activity Yeah. with the cemetery, that's for sure. Yeah. But um, – but lots of history, yep. which is always, I always, I think mostly for those of us that do like, um, you know, a little bit of paranormal research and going into haunted locations, I think always there's that, the companion side of it where we also like the history side of it. Exactly. Things. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah, so that that's just something that I got up to a little while ago. <laughs> yeah, that was good. I was naughty because I was meant to go, but I didn't. 
<laughs> you know, oh, we can't always just be tripping off to Sydney when Sydney's in such a mess at the moment. <laughs> Who knows what's happening? <laughs> yes, this yeah. is true. Yeah. All right, my awesome. Mom. Leave it there. Yep, that'd be great. That's it for this week's show. Please know that you can reach out and connect with Gemma Rose or Kerry Waring at any time across social media. You can find Gemma Rose on at Gemma Rose underscore I am and you can find Kerry Waring at Kerry Waring on most social media networks. <laughs>